back for some college basketball action on Tuesday, November 14th. Uh, look at that slight there. We've got some good games here on Tuesday. Obviously, the two games, uh, the what is Champions Class, is that what they're calling it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out there uh, in Chicago. Got, yeah, but uh, you, you know, Marquette, Illinois, Wisconsin, Providence, Iowa, Creighton. Uh, and then we've got Bowling Green, Oakland, which is a little <laughs> bit more of an under-the-radar game. Not quite the same. One of these things is not like the other, right? But yeah. Uh, you know, we think we got a good a good edge on that one. So we got six pretty good games here uh, early in the season. Uh, I, you're always a little bit nervous, I think, heading into November, or December with college basketball. It's like you just never know how bad a slate might be on a given night. But like I think you mentioned, this, we've had a pretty good slate so far. Yeah, it's it's been really good. The scheduling gods have been great to us. I'm just waiting for that drought where it's just nothing, which will probably come around exam time and stuff. But yeah. uh, or because, I mean, we're going to hit this week and then go right into Feast Week, which is just absolutely loaded every year. So that's just a great way to open the season. And speaking of great ways to start the season, Duke and Michigan State should be another fantastic game. Duke's already played in a fantastic game against Arizona. Uh, you'd say at this point a little more battle-tested for this matchup, whereas Michigan State has struggled early on in the season and not to take anything away from James Madison, but if they had a hard time with James Madison, you have to imagine Duke's going to give them even more problems. Uh, typo on the screen there for Michigan State, not 29. Obviously that's not the compliment of 66, uh, but models is two out of three times Duke wins the other one out of three times Michigan State wins. And this is a classic situation we talk about with probability that everything is uncertain. There is no lock in gambling. There's no, this team will win. There's no, this team will, you know, all day wins, that sort of nonsense, right? That's not the way this works, unfortunately. So we have to look at this from a probabilistic standpoint. We faded Duke last time because the price was too high on them. This time, though, we think the price is too low on them. So we're going to take Duke at minus 155. It's B-grade value. Uh, if the model thinks Duke wins two out of three times, minus 155 is a pretty strong investment here. We faded Michigan State last time out after that opening, uh, opening night disaster fiasco i don't know i mean again not to try to insult james madison they're, they're, they're playing really well but that was obviously not what michigan state was hoping for and we're going to fade them again here mainly in my opinion due to the big difference maker on this being that michigan state's defense is solid but their offense is just the unit on the floor that won't be able to keep up that's what the model thinks jake how are you viewing this game yeah it's, it's michigan state's offense they can't shoot they are i don't know what is going on they were one of the top three-point shooting teams last year and i think they've made a total of like six threes in the two games they've played already and they shoot a ton of them it's just it's bad everybody besides tyson walker just seems to have forgot how to, how offense works and the the new guys aren't helping as much and this was not giving them a crazy amount of minutes either uh, i don't think traveling on the road in a neutral site one that most is most of these guys probably haven't ever seen before uh, is a way to fix your shooting woes, especially against a team that plays defense like Duke does and has big long guards everywhere. It's not, they're not going to make it easy. And I mean, let's just say it's not rebounding the ball well, which is bad. It's bad in general, but against a Duke team that's got height and weight like they do, uh, I mean, it's going to spell a lot of disaster there. I mean, Southern Indiana almost out-rebounded them, and it was as a team. It wasn't like one or two guys had like mm. 10, 12 rebounds as everybody had five, six, seven. I mean, as a team, Michigan State can't figure out who to box out, and or they've got two guys on one. It's just not going well. 
Duke played well against Arizona. Where you get nervous about them is they only had two guys get um, through really a lot of the scoring, and all the starters besides McCain played 30-plus minutes. So it's, they looked a little thin, um, and there's a little weak offense going, but I think Proctor will step it up and start scoring a little bit. McCain will be a, is a good shooter. I think those issues will get fixed, and I don't, I don't think Michigan State is as good as everybody thinks they are. I think they got a lot of credit for a, a run they made in the tournament and got hot. Um, I mean, they came in as what, like a seven seed and finished like not not at the top of the Big Ten. So I I, I don't know where all the love came from came for them, but other than they made a good run in the tournament, kind of like North Carolina made that run of the tournament mm-hmm. to the championship and then disappeared the next year. So I, I think and they were the preseason got, number one and ever you know like unanimous number one team and then. So I think we got that kind of situation. I'm not saying that bad. Like I think Michigan State's still a pretty good team, and they're going to make the tournament and everything. But I just don't think they're a top ten, top fifteen team in the nation. I uh, feel like so much has happened since the tournament. When you said Michigan State made a run in the tournament, I'm like, I don't really remember that. I don't. I don't know. Like, I was there, but I don't. I just don't remember that happening because there's just a lot. A lot's happened. A lot of sports have happened. Uh, yes. Duke minus one fifty five B grade pick us here and just as a reminder right you know and, and if you back duke against arizona you probably learned your lesson here on this right don't go too heavy on on any one team in any one game even if they are favorite even if you like the favorite because upsets do happen in college basketball that's why we keep our plays you know you can see on the screen how much you're risking their 1.5 units uh on this one so we're we're putting some coin on duke but we're not you know five unit, 10 unit, whatever nonsense like that. We're not putting them in every Moneyland parlay because if Duke loses this game, that wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. One out of three things happen all the time. And so we think there's value on this because we think it should be higher priced. And so we think it's worth the investment, but that doesn't mean that it's a lock or we're going all in on Duke or something like that. Because if they lost this game, you could easily just say, hey, Michigan State started slow. Uh, they fix their woes, et cetera. They're going the right direction. I think that's going to be a tough task, right? I don't necessarily think that's likely to happen, but it's not the craziest thing. So uh, again, just want to tre- preach moderation here and that there are um, no certainties in this. And just because we think two out of three times they win, we don't know which one we're going to get. Uh, so minus 155, a solid play, uh, but but we're not we're not putting half our bankroll on that. Um, Marquette in Illinois, probably the best game of the night but potentially with regards to the to, to maybe the closer of the games um evenly matched sort of thing uh you know we obviously have the Champions classic games if if Michigan State struggles and Duke runs away with it we'll talk about the next game like this could be this the the game that we look back at as the most as, as the most uh, exciting most fun best well played etc game of the night both these teams are very solid neither one of them Right now, according to sideline, you know, projects as a top, you know, five seed in the NCAA tournament, but that doesn't mean they couldn't get there. They're just kind of on the outside of that looking in, but they do look to be tournament teams. Uh, and if things break right for them, they could start climbing up the ratings. And this is a great uh, resume game, right? The ratings from sideline are all about predicting how things are going to happen, which is very different than a resume, right? Which is what you need to get in the tournament. So uh, a big game for this, if it plays out tight, then we're going to just say, hey, both teams are good, but in the end, the winner will get a boost with regards to how things play out in March. They will look back on this as as uh, a potentially something you know to stand out on the resume. 
Sidelights says Illinois is the slightly better team at home. Gives them a 63% chance to win. Makes minus 120 a B grade. A B plus grade, not quite to an A grade, but a strong B grade here. Close to even money in a situation where it's a coin toss type game other than the home court advantage Illinois should have, which will help them out. Uh, again, a lot of that being just a backdrop the gym, the knowing exactly how everything plays out matters a lot in college basketball. That'll be in Illinois' favor here. So we're going to take them at minus 120 B-grade pick, Jake. What do you have for us on this one? I mean, Marquette is loaded just like they were last year. They brought in, I think, almost everybody back. I just think with Cullen going down last game and him being iffy for this one, if if he goes, he's not at 100%. I think that makes a huge difference. He makes so much of that offense go. Um, he's not like he's not going to be the highest score, leading scorer most nights, but he's going to, or maybe even leading the assist man. But he is the one that makes the, the engine of the offense go. And he's the captain. He leads the team on defense. Um, he's amazing at a fast break. He's just a very, very smart player, like almost Tyrese Halliburton ish with how he plays and how he sees the floor. I don't think he's that good, but uh, it's, a, it's a very good comparison, I think. And, I just with him not being there, it's going to be tough because Illinois is a really tough place to play. That the way that stadium is set up, the crowd is all over you. They're loud. They're always good. They'll be up for this game with it being uh, a ranked matchup. They still have Terrence Shannon Jr., who is just who might be who probably is the best player on the floor for this game. And I'll, I'll like in a coin tossy type game. I love going with the home team who has the best player because I think this game will be tight the whole way through and put the ball in his hands. It's going to be nice. You still have Coleman Hawkins on that team who's a triple double watch every time he plays. He's a very smart player and he's a really good passer out of the post. And I think that makes all all the difference. Um, I think if Kolek goes this game, or if Kolek's 100%, that is a, this game has a totally different spin to it. But right now, at Illinois with 60% of Colic, I'm taking Illinois all day. And that's uh, maybe I buried the lead. And you, you talked about the injury, of course, but the model has Colic uh, at 60%. And so the model's not as high on Marquette as the rankings are, right? They're, they give you that ranking because of the run they had last year. And they were really impressive last year, of course. But uh, that grade is with him at 60%. He's obviously their best player with him at 100%. Uh, Marquette's grade and rating goes up, not up to number four though. That's something, of course, to note that uh, the the number in front of them that you'll see on the TV screen, uh, according to the model, is you know it's not that good. Even with Kolek and with him questionable, it's even worse. So that's where these two teams uh, are. Illinois slightly better according to model. It's rounding here at that point, really. But if you have a full, healthy Tyler Kolek, it flips the other way. Marquette's the slightly better team. Also probably rounding here, but Marquette's probably closer to about number 20 or so uh, with with him being fully healthy. And so that could definitely play big in this one. Um, but like you said, I think the biggest thing is that home court for Illinois is going to make it tough. And that's not to say, again, Marquette can't win. It's just that's going to be the hill that they have to overcome. And if they do, hats off to them, especially with – uh, their best player, maybe not even playing in, or if so, not playing at hundred percent, that's going to be a tall task. Doesn't mean it can't happen, but minus minus one twenty offers pretty good value for us. So it'd be great investment for us on that one. Which takes us to the nightcap here, Kentucky and Kansas. I, I don't know. I don't want to bury the lead on this one, but I mean, if you just look at the screen, right, the, the ratings there, I mean, 
Kansas is very, very good. Kentucky's not bad, but I mean, these just two teams aren't in the same stratosphere, according to sideline. At least as of now, I'm not really sure about Kentucky. Maybe you can elaborate on them. what we've seen from Kentucky every year for the last, I don't even know now, 10 years, 15 years, it seems like. They start off every year with a whole new crop of kids. They're pretty okay at the beginning, and then sometimes they never get better, and they don't make the tournament. And then sometimes they really gel together, and by the time you get to the tournament, they're one of the teams you do not want to face. Early on, though, that's not what we think of them. We do think Kansas is really good on both sides of the ball. Model says they win 80% of the time. We don't usually love laying odds, and in general, this from this show so far, we've been taking a lot of dogs. I like taking dogs more. But there are some times where there's value on the favorites, even laying a price. A minus 230 is A-grade value here. It's one of the A-grade plays we have here for you tonight, heading in tomorrow. We'll see what happens in the morning, how many more A-grades we have. But if Kansas really can win this anywhere near four out of five times, minus 230 is still a pretty good pick. Again, there are no locks in gambling. So, uh, again, we are only risking 2.09 units to win 0.91, as you can see on the screen. Uh, But we still think this is a worthwhile investment, even though, in general, I don't love minus 230s. At 80%, you got to just bite the bullet and do it. Uh, I know some people will want to lay points. I hate laying points. I don't want to deal with how it plays out at the end. Kansas may run away. There may be a back door. There may be fouls. Who the heck knows? I don't want to deal with that. I just want to be my incentives aligned with Kansas, and that is just to win the game. Minus 238, great Jake. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, everybody knows what Kansas is right now. Everybody, like Hunter Dickinson, incredible player added to a lineup that was already loaded um, and bringing everybody back or most of everybody back. It's, they are insane right now. They're shooting the ball at a ridiculous clip. 62% for the floor, almost 63, 80, almost 81 for the free throw line and f- almost 47 from three. I mean, I know they've played two nobody schools that are just not nowhere near the same playing the same sport as this Kansas team, but, still be able to shoot those kind of numbers in the empty gym is impressive. Uh, well, and it, I think it's a great comparison to the game that just happened a few hours ago for us that we talked about uh, with cousin Jared 24 hours ago with Michigan and St. John's that people, you know, Michigan hadn't played anybody or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but what they did, how they looked against those nobodies, that's pretty impressive. And that does have predictive value. And so, yeah, absolutely. It's not that Kansas has, you know, played the best teams, but the, but what they've done, we, we have a decent idea of how that's going to translate to a better team. And we still think they'll hold up pretty well because what they've done, like you said, would be impressive against the high school team, right? The way they've shot, uh, much less, uh, you know, an actual college team, even if they aren't the same caliber as Kentucky is. Yeah. And I mean, the guy you got to watch out for who impacts the game more without scoring than any player I think I've ever seen is DeWan Harris. And the way he plays defense, how he dishes the ball around. I mean, he was really the difference maker in how Kansas did last year. And I think it's going to be the same. He is the key to that team. Um, Kentucky's got nobody that's going to get in his way or McCullers way or Hunter Dickinson's way. It's, this is one of the least talented uh, Kentucky teams Cal's had there. And that doesn't mean they're not talented. They're still a good team, but this is not the Kentucky's with like Anthony Davis and John Wall and all that. There's not a lot here. I mean, Antonio Reeves is probably is going to be your best scorer on that team, and that's a streaky shooter at best. And that's not a great way to go in in these top tier games. This this one has a chance to get ugly quick. I just, uh, I mean, Cal's not an X's and O's guy, so he's not going to be able to 
come up with a great game plan that's going to throw Kansas off. And I mean, Bill Self's twice the coach he is on from that standpoint. So there, there's nothing, there's no advantage Kentucky has here. It, it's going to, if Kentucky does win this game, it's going to be more Kansas lost it than it will be that Kentucky earned a win. And, and I, you know, I, I hate to throw shade, but yeah, I think uh, saying Coach Cal's not an X's and O's guys might be the understatement of the week uh, here on this show. That's uh, uh, well established. The other thing to note, and I'm not sure exactly how much these guys play, but Kentucky's got five guys on the injury report. And like in college basketball, there's only so many guys that you've got on the roster. So the fact they got five, like it, it affects their depth or something at least, right? And again, I don't know exactly how big they are. Uh, we talked about this on the Discord tonight. And again, if you want to access that Discord chat, it's a great place to be. People giving people other advice and other tips for other sports and, and all sorts of boosts and it, it, asking questions about everything over there. Uh, that sign up link to get into dub clubs in the show description that gets you that Discord access. Uh, cost under that for that again, under $1 per day. And you get all sorts of A great picks, all sorts of sports, all sorts of everything that I can provide for you. Um, but someone asked there about how the model works a, a little bit. And um, the, the way it works with injury specifically is I come up with what I think is the best. A rotation, the best usage of minutes for everybody. Uh, I kind of play God a little bit. I pretend I'm the, the smartest coach in the world and how I would use the players. And sometimes that obviously differs, but I tend to think that if the coach differs from something, then it's probably, he knows something that I don't. And so it's probably uh, okay. that He's probably doing something smart. And for the most part, that's true. Not always, not but most of the time uh, with injuries, the same thing. You just kind of start redistributing the minutes. And so the model kind of automatically does all this stuff. I've coded it in. Uh, to handle that, so I'm not I'm not sure the specifics on this one. That there's too many games for me to try to figure out every single game, but you have to wonder with five guys in the injury report. Like, there's a lot of redistributing of minutes going around, and that's why I made the comment too on the Discord that I had to add last year when we came up with this player based model, like generic bench guy that is a certain skill level proportion to the starters uh, because I had to have generic walk on caliber guy because there are some teams that later on in the season will get so injured there's no more minutes to go around. So I've got to give it to the walk on. Right. And so I don't know how to judge the walk on of data on some of those guys. So we just kind of uh, ha- have had to solve that problem. And uh, Kentucky with five guys out, is like, you're starting to be like, you're not quite there yet, but you're getting a little thin on how you're going to distribute your minutes. Cause you can't just play with five guys, you know, seven's usually pretty rough. I mean, sometimes there was a team that did it a couple last year, a couple years ago. Uh, one of the I IUPUI was down IUPUI like six, was two and a, years ago, six and a half. Yeah. Yeah, there was some there was some team who like by design played like all five of their guys like ninety five percent of the time. I can't remember who it was last year. The same Bonaventure, the same Bonaventure a couple years ago. They played, yes. I think, thirty five yes, plus right. minutes apiece. Yeah, but for the most part, you rarely see that. For the most part, you're going to see, you know, you need that seventh guy is even kind of thin. You really want that eighth and and in an ideal situation, ninth guy and, and Kentucky running on players just. Like you said, it, it puts the possibility of that blowout on the table. So, again, however you decide to play it, if you're playing spread, you're playing money line, that's obviously a, per, a kind of a personal preference. In general, the value's about the same. I just like if it's a shorter money line. I'm not going to play a money line at minus 1,000, but a minus 230, that's just the way I like to play it. I like my incentives aligned. It makes for a more um, consistent outcome. We don't have to be upset if – you know, free throws nonsense happens or, you know, meaningless baskets at the end, that sort of thing. So personally, that's how I choose. However you choose to do, it's fine. Of course, either way, we think Kansas has good value that the market is uh, over-respecting the name of Kentucky in this spot, and they aren't nearly as good as as Kansas is. We have the extended cut coming up next after a 60-second music interlude. 
Uh, again, Wisconsin Providence, Bowling Green, and Oakland, and Iowa and Creighton are the games we're going to cover on that. If you want that, Dub Club is the place to be. You can sign up link in the show description. And on top of that, all the A-grade plays, all the metrics, all the information that I can provide. And if people that have a comment on what other information I can provide, I'll try to do that as well. Always trying to give people as much information as possibly the best betters you can be. Jake, a chalky show. I can't believe we've got three minuses there. I feel like that very rarely happens. Uh, you know, gonna have to hold our breath here because uh, we're gonna we're gonna need two and one. We might we might need three and zero here for, for this one to be a yeah. profitable venture. Yeah, we definitely can't take a Kansas loss uh, for this for this to say profitable. But okay. now, now is the uh, now is the time to get in the dub club with like feast week coming up and all that. There's games starting all the time. The, those projections are key because that way you can get the best numbers instead of waiting to see when everything comes out after you do all your research and all that. Uh, let somebody else do it for you. Uh, that's what dub club is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and hey, even if Kansas were to lose as an A-grade big favorite loser, if we win the other two, we would still be plus uh, three hundredths of a unit, I think. So basically break even. So uh, a two and one day is going to have to get it done for us, which again is why we love our plus odds, because then you can go one and two and basically break even. But uh, some days there's value on favorites. Some days there's value on dogs. It's a favorite day. Uh, otherwise, though, again, hopefully we'll see you in 60 seconds. Mm-hmm.